0: Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, your weekend connection to news, views, and interviews. With this week's guest host, Grant Malloy. Hello, everybody. This is Grant Malloy filling in for the Roger Franklin Williams Show
1: today. Where is Roger? I have my theories. I think he's probably up in D.C. advising uh, President Trump and the uh, local congressman, and nationwide up there. That's my theory. Or he could be in jail somewhere, I'm not exactly sure, but no, just kidding on that last part. This is Grant Malloy, happy to be here this afternoon, this morning, and uh, talk to you about local politics. I am the clerk and comptroller of Seminole County, was elected two years ago, and Roger's had me on the show a lot. And I wanted to talk today about how can we make a difference for positive change. And I've got some interesting guests lined up. I have a grassroots uh, person lined up, a political person and a uh, an action committee lined up. And I want to get different flavors of how you and we all can get together and make a difference for positive policies that uh, help us out in the long term. So I hope you'll stick with us. Uh, first of all, I do want to recognize one of our sponsors is Florida Door Solutions. Do you have a garage door problem? Florida Door Solutions has your solution. Florida Door Solutions carries the best garage doors and related products in the garage door industry, and Florida Door Solutions is founded on the old school philosophy of quality products, great service, and commitment to their customers. So when you have a garage door problem, call Florida Door Solutions at eight six six Florida Door. That's eight six six F L A D O O R. So again, welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. This is Grant Malloy. Happy to be with you today. I am a clerk and comptroller. It's a fascinating job, been doing it two years, and it might sound kind of boring on the surface, but it does over a thousand different things. It's the oldest county office that exists in Florida. The clerks were created before even the sheriff or, or judges. We have all the court records. We have all the property records, your mortgages, deeds, subdivision plans, and we have all the county money. So all your tax dollars are protected by us. We review all spending and oversee uh, investments as well. And I've done a pretty good job with that over the past year, uh, increasing revenue to Seminole County taxpayers by millions of dollars. So if you uh, want to find out more about us, we're at seminoleclerk.org, and I'm always there um, ready to help you out. So I um, want to talk a little bit how we make a difference and, and talk about why I got involved in local politics, and maybe you might reflect upon that. First of all, I find uh, in the the past, you know, when I was watching TV and reading the news, often you get frustrated. You get frustrated with what's going on. So if you're frustrated out there, I'd urge you not to do that. Turn that into a positive energy. So years ago, I graduated college, and I was at, of all places, it was a Langford Hotel. I was was listening to uh, WMFE, the uh, NPR radio of all, all things. And uh, a speaker came on named Alan Keyes. At the time, he was president of Citizens Against Government Waste. He's a dynamic speaker, and he was speaking at the Langford Hotel that night. So it was like a Friday or something, and I'm like, wow, I'm going to go down here and hear this guy. So I went down, and I just found him to be very interesting because he broke politics down to simple things, such as freedom. And he talked about when you go out and make a dollar, that represents a choice you can make in your life. And if the government comes in and takes out a quarter of it or half of it, they've taken away some of your freedoms. If they've taken away your whole dollar, you have no freedoms. You've worked for nothing. So he turned that into, are you getting something for your value? You know, when we go shopping, we want something for us. Well, why don't we have that same opinion with the government? You know, you turn over your money, you want a certain value. So he talked about freedom. Uh, again, Who is a president of Citizens Against Government Way. So I started a local chapter, got involved in local politics, and decided one day to run for county commission. Kind of shook up the apple cart, wasn't part of the good old boy network, still not, and got elected and um, been fighting ever since. But one thing I found is often when we're looking at politics, it's hard to stay focused. You, know, you got to, don't get distracted and learn the issues out there. And one thing I found is if you have 12 people working on an issue or on a cause or in a campaign, you got a whole army because most people don't really get involved in the trenches, and there are a lot of things we're going to talk about it today. I'm going to talk to uh, a local grassroots person that just arrived on to see him I'm going to talk to how you can get plugged in and make a difference uh, in your local community. So don't be frustrated. Be effective. And if you're uh, like I used to be, you know, sitting around watching the news and you get frustrated and uh, that's not helping. You got to go out and make a difference. So another thing helps out is just to look at the basics of what is government supposed to do? You know, if you you really break it down to simplicity, the Constitution is there to protect our life from being taken away from other people or by the government. It's to protect our liberty, our freedoms, and it's to protect our private property. And in order to take those away, there's supposed to be a due process. And uh, there are certain protections out there for your private property. You look at the Constitution, there's things like patents that protect your artwork and your discoveries. So it's a brilliant document that was written. But a lot of people don't realize there's also a Florida Constitution. And the Florida Constitution has more rights in it. Things such as a right to self-defense. That doesn't exist exist in the federal Constitution, but it does in, in the state of Florida in that Constitution. There's also a right to privacy in the Florida Constitution that doesn't exist in the federal. And there's also a right to education, quality education in the Florida Constitution. So these are all available online. Become familiar with that. And there's certain principles that are important for us to keep in mind and protect. For instance, uh, at the courthouse, we have uh, different juries we pull together. There's grand juries and there's criminal and civil. And it's very interesting because if you go into the courthouse, there's different courtrooms. Some are bigger than others. And some juries have seven people on it. Some have 14. And when the trial's done, you'll dismiss either one or two alternates and you'll the jury will decide the fate of uh, the case there and make a determination, and that's such an important principle. So if you get called for jury duty, be very grateful and happy that you got called in. So we do that every Monday. So, but um, the the point here is there are two types of trials in the state of Florida where there's 12 people that will make a verdict, and that has to do with capital murder, and believe it or not with property takings with eminent domain there's a higher level of, of uh, uh, how would you say a verdict because uh, anytime one person can uh, make a decision and for innocence or you know throw the whole thing off it's one person can make that difference in that jury so on your normal criminal trials it's six people but if it's a capital case or if the, the government's taking your property or your life 12 people so there's a higher level of of uh, protection over your rights. So another point I want to point out here is you are a lot smarter. You know, have you ever seen that TV show, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Well, are you smarter than a politician? And I tell you what, you are more capable of making decisions over your life than some politician is. If you think about it, you know what's best for your family, and uh, you're going to make the best choices for you. You're going to be able to you th- think about uh, if government chose uh, grocery stores like uh, they're trying to do with your health plan, right? We'd probably all be starving. You have the option of going to an Aldi, you can go to a high-end market, you can go to farmers' market. There's a lot of competition and freedom there. That gives you the best choices. When government gets involved and starts regulating, it becomes a mess. And the way to prove that is take a look at two of the products that are going up in inflation the fastest. What would those be? Well, it's college education and it's uh, healthcare. And those are the two things that politicians always go around talking about they need to help you out with. Well, it hasn't been working out too well because the costs keep going up. Maybe we need to have more competition, more freedom in that marketplace, and uh, we'd have better choices. Uh, Other things you can look at, don't don't get too uh, wired up when you're watching TV. You know, a lot of people think crime is worse than it's ever been. Actually, it's been down. It's been going down. Violent crime's been going down. Uh, Sheriff Lima had a uh, in Seminole County had a uh, update the other day. Crime's down fifteen percent in Seminole County. If you look at it, car accidents are down. Safety technology, air is cleaner today. Um, we have a great, great, great country and lots of opportunities there. And we need not to get too distracted on things that really aren't true. Um, So when you get involved in politics, look at what makes a difference. And I would contend that it's you being able to make the most choice for your life to protect your family. You should have the right to protect your family. You should have the right to choose the best schools for your children. You should have the right to keep as much of your money as possible. Obviously, it takes money to fund government, but you're going to make better choices with that. You know, when I was a county commissioner, I cannot recall one person ever coming to me and saying, Grant, we need a diesel train that's running down this corridor through Orlando so I can get to work. You know, that was being pushed by lobbyists and, and uh, politicians and all sorts of reasons were given. But if you really look at it in the end of the day, it's a l- losing money like crazy. Nobody knows how they're going to pay for it. And if you look at the trends nationwide, one thing to be concerned about is mass transit's going down and ridership. Why is that happening? Well, it's freedom. Uber, there's uh, lower gas prices. There's a whole lot. People are working from their homes today. So the politicians aren't making the best decisions when it comes to running your life, and you do much better with that. So um, also, one of the things I would recommend is always follow the money. If you ever see a rally going on or a protest, Ask yourself, who's paying for this? Because most likely, it's a special interest somewhere driving that issue. Um, one of the things I've found in politics is most things don't happen organically. Often it's a, um, a lobby group. There's a money going on from some in- industry. And you can see that even in Florida. For instance, uh, uh, with red light cameras, uh, there's usually a, a bill to get rid of it. But it's always opposed by those who receive contributions from the red light camera companies. Uh, currently in Florida, there's debate over septic tanks. There's a system out there that I learned about a couple weeks ago that is far less expensive, removes the nitrogen. But it doesn't have the support in the state of Florida because the lobbyists for the more expensive uh, septic tank system are the ones that control the politicians. So main point I'm giving here is don't get too worked up with things, look at what makes sense. Look at what we can do with public policy to make a difference, and don't get upset. Don't get frustrated by watching Fox News or MSNBC. Go out there and make a difference. Twelve people, if you look at the numbers here, there's 80 precincts in Seminole County approximately, and when I ran for office, we had a lot of volunteers helping me out, wonderful people. Wherever we went out and talked to voters, we came in first or second place. We never came in third. Wherever we didn't talk to voters, we came in second or third place. We didn't come in first. I know of people that are active in their community, and when issues come up, they know their neighbors. They're out there talking to them. And if you look at elections, their candidates always do quite well. There was a friend of mine named Don in my campaign. In his precinct, I got 61% of the vote. It was amazing because people knew him and they trusted him. So the main line is you can make a difference. We're going to come back and talk to some people who are making a difference in Florida. Again, this is a Roger Franklin Williams Show, and I'm Grant Malloy subbing in for him today. And we'll be right back.
0: Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show.
1: Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. This is Grant Malloy, your Simmel County Clerk and Comptroller, subbing in for Roger today. I really appreciate the opportunity Roger allowed me today to get on the radio and share some time with you. I do want to thank one of our sponsors is Network Sound and Video. Network Sound and Video is where your memories last forever. Find out more at networksoundandvideo.com. That's networksoundandvideo.com or call 407-834-8555. That's 407-834-8555. Or stop by in person and say hello to Vito and Rhonda at 2520 North Ronald Reagan Boulevard, Longwood, located in the Merritt Center. The Roger Franklin Williams Show is also sponsored by Dr. Saint Pat- Patrick St. Germain and St. Germain Chiropractic. Dr. St. Germain is uh, proud to be voted the best chiropractor now for 10 years in a row. So again, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. I was just talking about local politics and how you can make a difference, a little bit about my story. And one of the things I want to touch upon is the party structure. I know Scott Maxwell and I I, uh, kind of debated him a little bit on an email the other day. He kind of belittles the whole party structure. He talks about open primaries. And uh, I have a different view. I think if parties are working correctly... It is a great avenue to make a difference. And, and the way a party's supposed to work is, and I just mentioned in the last segment, uh, you have precinct committee men. Uh, my friend Don's a pre- was a precinct committee man for years and years in Simmel County. People knew him. And precinct committee men and committee women are out there and supposed to be in the neighborhoods talking with you. And they also get ideas and take that back to the party. And I don't think the problem so much is whether or not uh, there's an open primary. I think Part of the problem is we need to have more people involved in a good dialogue and debate about the issues. And I have on the line here the new party chairman of uh, Orange County, and it's Charles Hart. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, Charles.
2: Grant, great to have you. Uh, Great to be here with you and great to be uh, on the show. So thank you.
1: Oh, you're most welcome. Tell us a little bit about the Orange County Republican Party and what you do as a chairman and how people can get involved and make a difference on the precinct level and at the county level.
2: Well, um, first off, uh, we are the um, we are the uh, uh, state, so to speak. And the, you know, you know, when you look at the, the government hierarchy that you have, we're we're the the state. You know, the federal is the the uh, the, the state party, so to speak. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're the smallest unit. We're closest to the people. So, because we're closest to the people, you know, we have a little more of a of an impact in the local election, um, yes, you see the, uh, the National Republican Party, you see the state Republican Party, they put money in, they get candidates, but ultimately all the grunt work is by the local folks, um, people in the local RACs. And I come in is um, I help recruit local leaders, and also, um, I also help raise money locally to help people. Basically I have three jobs. Find candidates that are good to run for office. Um, raise money to help those candidates win and get them the resources they need to win elections. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm recovering from a little bit of a cold. Oh, okay. So, so please excuse me, okay. uh, radio land. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, the uh, other thing too is is we 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 want to basically put our members in a position so that they can excel. Because who wants to join an organization and feel bad about themselves? You know, no one wants that. So that's kind of my goal, and that's my job, and that's what I do. Um, as far as everything else, um, you know, you you see he because see, um how how the structure really works is the precinct people are like the local government. You know what I mean? The the REC is like the state government, and then the state party is like the federal government. And and I understand that. You know, I'm I'm trying to get you to think in the 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 idea of. Where we fit in, where we have what we want is we want people to go to their precincts and they want we want them to organize the Republican voters there. We want them to go street house by house, street by street, uh, neighborhood by neighborhood um, and and organize, go out there and find Republicans so that, one, when the elections come around, we have a we have an army of volunteers. They're going to go out there and they're going to get other Republicans to vote. The other reason why we want that is because obviously, if we know where our Republican voters are, we can go find them. Um, You know, because every county, every county has a part of the county that is very liberal, and then they have a part of the county that is very conservative. For example, in Orange County, um, generally speaking, you know, District 1, where I live, is the western part of the county, is one of the more conservative parts of the county. Um, Meanwhile, you know, the heart of Orlando is one of the more liberal parts of the county. So, you know, the idea here is is to, to mobilize our voters so that we can get them out there and we can get them to vote. And that's where we fit in. Well, um, you can make
1: a lot of difference as a precinct committee person. I know when I first got involved, you know, I started a chapter of Citizens Against Government Waste, but I also became a precinct com- committee man for my precinct. And I would get on my bicycle— <laughs> Because I found that to be the fastest transportation. And I I would go around the neighborhoods. I'd hand out flyers. I would talk to neighbors. I actually even found an employee out there when I was knocking on doors that I hired. And uh, you really get to know people. And as I mentioned before, like my friend Don, um, when people know you and now you're out in the neighborhoods, you have enormous power where Mm -hmm. people are looking often for, who do I vote for? I don't know these candidates. And you can say, hey, I know them. This one's good. This is what this person believes in. And you have... Instant clout out there to make difference, and a lot of people don't realize too that a precinct committee person is actually an elected position in itself. It doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't pay, but if you had healthy parties going on, this I mean, all parties, Republican, Libertarian, uh, uh, Democrat, uh, you get a good grassroots uh, feeling for what's going on in the community. How how do people become a committee person in Orange County?
2: Well, in Orange County, first off, and if I can say this is what you just said is absolutely true a precinct a precinct man or a precinct woman um uh, their unique role is is that they're the voice of the republican party in that precinct so when they go interact with people they're speaking for the republican party and also too i just wanted to echo another thing you said which was great was is it they report back up the chain of command so you didn't say it like that but you, know, you go out there and you need all these what do you think you're doing? Ultimately, at the end of the day, you're letting everybody all the way up to President Trump know who they can count on.
3: Exactly. You're telling
2: us what's going on. you know your neighborhood because you're out there meeting the people and you know what their problems are. So it's, it's it's you know, you're the eyes and ears of the Republican Party and the mouth, too. Um, in Orange County, how you become a precinct man or a precinct woman is you take a class, you attend a, you know, a meeting of the Orange County Republican Party, and then you vote. Or, you know, there's a vote to if you should be a member of the, the, the county party. We meet on Thursday, the fourth Thursdays of every month um, at the Mark Street Center, 99 Mark Street um, in Orlando, Florida. So, you know, if anybody wants to come, they can come to a meeting. We can meet them. They need to fill out a membership application. Um, and then, you know, we can get them into a class, and then we can get them to a meeting and hopefully have them come in and join us. Um, Do you have
1: You have a website that people can log on to to find out more about the Orange County Republican Party.
2: Yes, of course. Uh, O-C-R-E-C dot org. That's OCRAC dot org. O-C-R-E-C dot org.
1: And how long have you been chairman now? Because I know we had a previous chairman for a very long time. You're new on the scene. you got a lot of energy. And you're really growing the party now. How, How long have you been in there, Charles?
2: I've been there since... June of last year, June 18th. So we're talking about June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February. So nine months. I won the election in December. I took over for part of a term of, of the the former chairman was the chairman for 21 years. He resigned in the middle of the term, and I was elected the chairman. So and I've been working ever since. And and you're right. You know we. We need the the number one thing we need to do in Orange County is we need to turn the county red again. Um, and we've allowed it to lapse. And and this is the battleground. This is the I four corridor, is the battleground. This is what's going to determine who's gonna be president of the United States or not. Simple you, as that.
1: You're right. There's a lot of eyes focused on Orange County and Seminole County and Volusia and uh, the whole I four corridor. So this is, as I mentioned before, is a great way for people to make a difference in grassroots politics. I know, um, um, uh, was it um, the the columnist for the Sentinel? You know, he's talking about we need open primaries and stuff. And, and no, we we need more people involved in a bigger debate of ideas. You, a lot of people don't recognize, but about half of your elected officials locally go unopposed. There is no election. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter, you know, if you have open or closed primaries or nonpartisan or partisan. And I know Orange County is pretty much all nonpartisan for the most part. But um, yeah. it's uh, we need more good people running. And there's a lot of good people that don't want to run because they don't want to deal with the, you know, scrutiny and the attacks and the negativity. Yeah. So, you know, the party structure is something that's very important to get involved. So 4th Street, yeah. uh, 4th Thursday, rather, what time is that?
2: uh at uh we start the meeting at 6:30
1: 6:30 so, and, and mark street's right there just north of downtown off of um was that? magnolia
2: or uh off of colonial it's right off uh, of no well off of orange off orange.
1: of orange okay yeah
2: go to colonial turn left onto orange and then then you know go down to mark street
1: okay go yeah um
2: north. it's best to put in your gps it's 99 mark street okay that's true <laughs> So. Um, it's the Mark Street Senior Center is its full name of the building. So.
1: And what kind of changes are you seeing so far? You've been on the job since uh, June. Is, are the numbers starting to grow? Is there excitement in Orange County about? Uh,
2: the yeah, party? well, we've doubled our we've doubled our membership uh, since since June. Um, you know, we played a critical role in the last election. I mean, we increased the raw. You know, in 2016, Donald Trump won Orange County. or he didn't. He finished in Orange County with 35 percent of the vote. This time around, we finished with, you know, for Ron DeSantis, it was 36, for Rick Scott was, I want to say, 39, and then you had fallout from there. So, you know, we, we, we increased the number of voters that were coming out for Donald Trump, uh, or for, for our Republican candidate, and we we're hoping to do more for Donald Trump. Because, see, this is the ultimate thing, is, is if you remember, these races were decided by razor margins, almost, you know, in this state, millions of people. Yeah. We ended up winning, you know, what was it, Ron DeSantis won by 41,000 votes. And Rick Scott, I think, was, was, you know, um, off the top of my head, I think it was like 12,000. You know, those votes were Orange County votes. Or, you know, Orange County was a large percentage of those votes because we have – Orange County is larger than 10 states in the United States of America. Literally, 10 states.
1: That's amazing. Uh,
2: Well, we're we're the –
1: I was going to go ahead. and We have one minute left, so – Go ahead and sum okay. up.
2: Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't catch. Oh, your I just day. said
1: we're in our last minute, so I was just going to give you the heads up there.
2: Oh, okay. Well, it's, it's so you know we're we're out there, you know, pushing the the organization. We're doing outreach programs to to reach out to new voters. You know, listen, we're we're getting away from this idea that you have to be. Look, we're trying to reach all voters. Ron DeSantis did an excellent job reaching all voters. We finish at the end of the day at uh, the end of the election cycle, was 18% of the African-American female vote. This was the same vote in Alabama that gave Doug uh, Doug, Moore, uh, Doug Jones the victory over Willie Moore. Well, we're, com- he- we're
1: coming up to the end, Charles, so I appreciate you being on the show, and you are so correct. It yeah. makes a difference. Every vote counts. Thanks Thank for being here.
2: very on. much. I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Welcome back. Good to have you here for The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. This is Grant Malloy subbing
1: in for Roger Franklin Williams, who is uh, taking a break today. Appreciate him letting me be on the show and chat with you about local politics. We just had Charles Hart on the radio, who is the new Orange County Republican chairman. And he uh, talked about how to become involved as a pre- precinct committee person. As And as I mentioned in the last segment, that was one of my first starts. And you have enormous power when you're out there active in your community. Uh, I remember there was a precinct committee person over in Winter Springs back when I first ran. And his name was John. He knew everybody in that precinct. I think it was precinct 56. Everybody knew him. And on Election Day, now this is back, you know, elections are changing. So in the old days, you had to go show up, and that's a decreasing trend. A lot of people do it through mail or do early. But he would be out in front of the precinct place, sitting there with a table all day long. And he had his recommendations as to who to vote for. And when people would walk by, they knew him. They're like, hey, John, how you doing? They were waiting to see him because he had such power in that community. And I'll be darned! I went back and I looked at the candidates. There will be candidates that lost countywide, but in precinct fifty-six, they won big time. So that goes back to where I said twelve people can make a difference, and it's about connecting. You know, people want to know what's going on. I want to know what's going on. I'm sure you do too. And and they don't want a bunch of nonsense. Like, what do you stand for? What do What are your core beliefs? And when you have your friends and and family out there talking with people. It makes such an important difference. Uh, one of the people I wanted to have on is uh, Americans for Prosperity, and I have uh, Skyler on the phone. Let me give you a little uh, thing about getting involved in politics. Obviously, campaigns come once, you know, cycle, but there are groups out there like Americans for Prosperity that are working nonstop in Tallahassee and at the local level trying to make a difference. And we have on the phone here... Skylar Zander, welcome to The Roger Franklin-Williams Show.
4: Well, thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, like you said, at Americans for Prosperity, we're here year-round. Uh, we're, we're not packing up when, when campaigns are no longer uh, continuing. We're here to uh, ensure that good public policy is passed at the state, local, and uh, federal levels. And I'm excited to be on your show today.
1: Well, thanks, Skylar. And one of the things I like about Americans for Prosperity is you have certain core issues that you fight for every day. And I like how you'll pick battles with both parties, Republicans and Democrats. When, um, As I recall a few years ago, when the city was uh, fleecing taxpayers for that stadium and even Simmel County was shelling out $2 million and it's not even in our county, uh, the AFP uh, came in and talked about economic freedom and what's really you know, government waste. And, and tell us some about, I think you have a Five for Florida plan. Um, tell us about what you're doing there in Tallahassee.
4: Absolutely. So uh, we don't care whether you're a Republican, a Democrat. Uh, our our goal is to hold pe- people accountable. Uh, no matter what, uh, we we believe that we're going to stick to our core principles and, and remain consistent. And I think that's what a lot of folks like about us is they know where we're at on the issue, uh, even if they disagree with it. They we always make our our voices heard uh, when it comes to consistency. And and like you said, you know uh, we're opposed to taxpayer uh, subsidized spending on stadiums, and we don't believe that. Uh, the return on investment is there for the taxpayers, and that we'd be better off giving taxpayers uh, the money to spend in the economy themselves. If they want to to uh, go to more um, soccer games, if they want to, you know, go to Pro Bowl games when they're in town, etc., then um, they should be able to do that. But they shouldn't have to be the ones to build the stadium. Their ticket and uh, the buying and purchasing of, of, of jerseys, etc., should be able to. Um, be enough to sustain the operation of that sports uh, stadium, and uh, let the market let the market dictate it. You know, there's other things that we focus on too. Um, you know, in the healthcare arena and the healthcare space, we're focused on breaking up healthcare monopolies, uh, which is why we'll be focused on um, trying to push through the repeal of certificate of need laws in Florida. So um, that way, hospitals can expand their beds without having to get a government permission slip to expand their capacity, uh, if the market's there, then let the health, then let the hospitals do so.
1: Isn't that a novel concept? You know, I started off the show talking about, um, you know, two of the fastest growing expen- expenses in our lives is um, uh, medical care and uh, education, and that's you're you're exactly right. The certificate of necess- <laughs> necessity, I think it's called. People don't realize yeah,
4: certificate the, of need. Certificate
1: yeah. of need. That's right. Yeah. They don't realize the red tape that exists in healthcare. You got to go to Tallahassee and, and had administrative hearings sometimes, and and all this regulation you go through just to open up a medical facility, and um, it raises the pri- raises the prices. So that's one of the things you've been fighting for too. Makes perfect sense.
4: Absolutely, and we're going to continue that fight. You know, one of the biggest, uh, if, if you pull. Floridians today, jobs and health care are still their top two concerns. And uh, if we're not able to provide access for them, which certificate of need laws restrict access, um, especially in the rural communities, um, then people are going to continue to be disadvantaged and healthcare costs are going to continue to rise. And so that's why we're uh, engaged in that. And then two, one of the newest issues that we're focused on uh, is criminal justice reform and, and ensuring that. Um, people pay time for the, the correct time for the, for the punishment that they committed and to ensure that people aren't getting life sentences for um, something that they did, you know, 20 years ago. Um, whether that's uh, stealing an item of $300 worth of value, which, by the way, is a felony in Florida mm-hmm. uh, and can ruin somebody's life, uh, we're going to be fighting to ensure that, um, you know, people are punished properly, and that we're saving taxpayer dollars at the same time.
1: A a Great idea. Now, if people want to find out about uh, AFP, and you have a local uh, chapter here right uh, on Lee Road, how do people get involved uh, with AFP and find out what's going on?
4: Well, that's a great question. You can visit us uh, at our website at americansforprosperity.org, and there's a Florida tab, and uh, on there is a phone number that you can call, And uh, we'll get you connected to your uh, local uh, field office. But, again, we have a a great office off of Lee Road, one of our uh, flagship offices. Uh, Darrell Tootle is our local field director, and he does a fantastic job. Um, So if you're in Seminole County or Orange County, I would encourage you to look up Darrell Tootle. But, uh, again, you can find out more information uh, at our website at americansforprosperity.org. And and
1: tell us a little bit about you not only – get out there and and grassroots um, information to um, the people out there. You also hold uh, these politicians accountable. You have a scorecard. People can see how their politicians, uh, their elected officials voted for. And I know that's always kind of a frustration. Election time comes. You don't know what – you know your elected official did, and you cannot trust the mail that comes out. <laughs> that's, <laughs> there, that's some of that stuff is so off the wall, off the charts, accurate, You know, depending who wrote it and who funded it. So, but you do an accurate scorecard of different issues, like you mentioned, like uh, stadiums or like this healthcare or some. Uh, I think education freedom, which is something I'd, I'd like to talk to you more about. Maybe if you're able to hang on the next segment, um, absolutely. But what what are um, the, the scorecard that you do, and how do people find out about that to see how their senator and uh, House of Representatives of Florida voted?
4: Well, you can also find that on the website address that I gave you, or you can go to floridascorecard.org, uh, and, and our scorecard's online. And, and what we do is we try to uh, – we're not like most organizations. A lot of organizations just uh, hold people accountable for votes that they take on the floor. Uh, that's not us. Uh, we believe that when you're voting in committee, voting in committee matters. Um, and so we score committee votes. We score amendments. We score um, how people do on their final floor vote, vote as well. And, um, you know, we believe that people need to know how their lawmakers do. And it's better and easier if we have a scorecard and grade them just like they grade our students. Uh, they should receive uh, a grade as well. And uh, we encourage everybody to take a look at it. I mean, uh, I don't trust everything that's in my mailbox. Maybe you do. But, uh, again, I, I think that's why our organization exists, is to provide those opportunities in the marketplace so people can find out more information about how their elected officials are, are doing in Tallahassee.
1: And, and not only do you give the score of uh, you know, A, B, C, or D, you also show what the votes were so people can go back and see if they agreed with it or not. You know, maybe there's some people out there that like uh, having their pockets picked for a stadium and, you know, thought that was a great <laughs> vote. I personally don't. And and again, back on that issue, you, you were fighting Republicans on that, which was, uh, you know, you were going after everybody. But you, as I uh, recall on that scorecard, you show those committee votes and you explain it all. So it's it's all transparent and people can see specifically what was going on in Tallahassee.
4: Yep, they can see all the bills that we scored. So uh, there's no hidden just number. Um, It's something that you can judge yourself and and you can change and and do yourself. But um, it's really a a neat opportunity and it's something that we... It's a big undertaking, but we find that it's worth it. Um, And additionally, we send out mail and we do digital ads to let their uh, constituents know how they actually scored uh, and and continue to provide that information for, for folks. So they're not just getting funny, fluffy campaign mail, they're also getting mail from us saying that this person got an A-plus or this person got
1: an F. Just the facts, right? You're showing the facts. Now, let me ask you this. I know politicians often don't like people looking over their shoulders. They don't like uh, uh, accountability. So when you're walking around the the halls of Tallahassee, um, are, I mean, are people closing their doors? What's uh, what's going on up there? When <laughs> here comes AFP, and we believe you know in education freedom, limited... Uh, uh, government that sort of thing uh, what happened what's your reaction up there
4: well i believe the lobbyist of me is the darth vader uh of the florida <laughs> capital and many a times uh because you know they they see me walking around they're like okay great my bill's gonna die or um <laughs> great they're gonna point out the flaws and in, and in, in what i'm trying to pass and and uh put the taxpayers on the hook but you know there are some good, solid uh, legislators who are truly passionate and care about free markets. I, I would say uh, Speaker Oliva is one. Um, I, I would say there's many others that I could name off the top of my hand. Um, you know we got to do a better job at, at at getting more free market minded individuals in Orange County. But um, you know we've come a long way, and uh, we're lucky that doors are still open when we walk up to them and. We're going to have those tough conversations. Many a times, lawmakers know that we're coming in to have a tough conversation, but, you know, they appreciate the fact that we're up front about where we're at, and uh, we're not trying to sideswipe anybody. We're, we're letting them know where we're at, and, and we're coming at it headstrong.
1: Well, that, that's good to hear. Can you hold on for the next segment? That'd be great. Okay. Well, we'll be right back with you, Skyler. We've got Skyler Xander from Americans for Prosperity on the line. He's talking about the grassroots politicking in Tallahassee and, and at the local level. also want to put a plug in for Porky's Barbecue right here in Apopka. Genuine, authentic, old-fashioned southern barbecue. Uh, exceptional homemade sauces and one-of-a-kind homemade sides. Unique dishes like Brunswick stew, Jim's Dirty Taters, and Summer Slaw, as well as Black Eyed Peas. So check out... Uh, that barbecue right downtown of Popka. Roger Franklin will be right back with you.
0: Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Yeah,
1: Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. This is Grant Malloy, your clerk of the court and comptroller for Seminole County, filling in for Roger Franklin Williams. I Appreciate you listening in today. My whole theme today, hopefully I'm doing a good job communicating it there, is you can make a difference. Don't get wrapped up on watching cable TV and, and getting all frustrated. You know, life is better than ever before, and we can make it even better. Uh, everybody has a lot of power out there if you exercise it. Um, we can make a difference in the party structure, as we talked about precincts. Uh, I have uh, Skyler Xander on the phone with AFP. They're a nonpartisan group. And they stick to certain core issues where they uh, are in Tallahassee. Uh, they sometimes get involved in city issues, too, and, and let their uh, uh, the voice of common sense be heard. One of the things I've realized, uh, when you go up to Tallahassee, or you know, I was a county commissioner for a few years, you're surrounded by people who want more government. You know, it's typically a lobbyist or some, some industry. or They're always pushing for more government. And that's one of the flaws I see with kind of the Bernie Sanders model that we're going to, you know, get rid of corruption and all this. Well, you got $4 trillion flowing out of D.C. $4 trillion. You know how many lobbyists are lining up to get a part of that? You think somebody's going to say we don't need more money? Oh, it is just nonstop. So when you have groups like AFP that are out there pushing common sense, it's it's not a, a uh, popular thing sometimes, but it is so necessary. One of the guests I was going to have on today, and I know she's uh, trying to see Governor DeSantis, who's uh, in Orlando this week, and so I, I couldn't get her on the phone, but it's, uh, Shakira uh, Sharika, I'm sorry, Sharika Wright and she wrote a column in the, in the Sentinel and it really struck me because she the title of it was Expanded Tax Credit Scholarships Would Help More Kids Succeed and uh, she is um, um, trying to make a difference in the local um, community here she even uh, uh, I think got a word in with the governor this weekend but it's all about educational freedom and uh, I know that's one of the issues AFP is involved with. So uh, can you shine some light on that, um, uh, Skyler, what AFP is doing and some of the other issues you're working on?
4: Well, Grant, first and foremost, uh, we believe that every child should be funded the same way, no matter of uh, how their economic status is, what their ethnicity is. No matter what it is, we believe that every child should be funded the same way, uh, additionally, We believe that every person, every child learns differently. Um, It's science. It's a fact that some people learn auditorily, some uh, learn hands-on, some learn visually. Um, And there's so many options that we have at our disposal now and unique schools that come up that allow for folks to, you know, be more tech savvy, or maybe they prefer a classical education, or maybe they... Prefer to be in a traditional public school and 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 on the Florida standards. Um, we know that everybody learns differently. So what we do is, is is we come up to we go up to Tallahassee and we say, guys, we need to make sure that this is a level playing field for everyone, and that um, we make sure that everyone is treated equally across the board. And so that's what we do. We bring up activists in Tallahassee to to help spread that message and share that their students should be funded. Uh, the same way as any other student, regardless of income or uh, ethnicity.
1: And, and as I understand, there is a, and what uh, Sharika was talking about, is she's trying to get her children on a uh, scholarship, and there's a waiting list for that. And uh, as I understand, DeSantis has been trying to expand that um, program so more parents can have educational opportunities for their children. Are you up to speed on that issue?
4: I am. And and so what the governor, there's 14,000 students. The the great thing about educational freedom is is it's like uh, the free market and it's like uh, Democratic Republic. Uh, When you're there, you want to do nothing but expand it even further and everybody wants to take part in it. And so because of the options that are available um, education freedom options that are provided and available to to folks that are on the, the Florida tax credit scholarship program. That's um, created this great uh, need uh, for more people to want to engage in this program. And so, what the governor is trying to do is trying to get people off of the wait list uh, and fund the wait list, so that way more people can participate and uh, taking their school taking their child to a private school. And so um, that's going to be a big push this legislative session. And uh, we're excited about it. We're excited that somebody's trying to tackle the issue. Uh, We believe that the governor and the House and the Senate should go as big and as bold as possible and not just stop at the wait list. We think that they should go even further. I think uh, the time is now to to go even bigger and even bolder, and we hope that they'll do that.
1: You know, the other day I was talking to uh, Sharika on the phone, and she did text me there earlier, said she did get to, to see the governor. Um, that's why she couldn't call in. But, um, you know, she was talking about this waiting list. And I recalled, uh, like, a, it was a uh, Oprah Winfrey show years ago. It was a city somewhere up north, and there was a waiting list for these kids to get into a magnet school of some sort. And it literally was a ball and a lottery. And if your child got selected for it, you got out of the bad school. If you didn't get sh- your lottery picked, you were stuck in a bad school. And the parents were crying. They were so upset that their kids couldn't have the opportunity. And as I mentioned at the start of the show, the state of Florida in our Constitution says you're entitled to a quality education. And um, that's not really defined what quality means, but giving parents more choices over their children's future is, uh, it has to, you know, it's a good thing. So I appreciate AFP fighting for that Uh, we got a couple minutes left here. Can you, uh, again, kind of plug your Five for Florida and help people find out about you and how they get involved at the local level?
4: We love people uh, trying to make a difference uh, in their communities, uh, whether that's at the local level, at the city, county level, or whether it's coming to Tallahassee or even Washington, D.C. We want to make sure that we're empowering people to uh, break their own barriers and uh, help people break external barriers. So you can find out more about our organization at americansforprosperity.org. Um, that's americansforprosperity.org. Or you can uh, check out our local office. It's on Lee Road. Darrell Toodle um, leads our local field office in Orange and Seminole County. Uh, he's been there for a while. And every Saturday he's getting out there and uh, in our big day of action, and uh, going out and having conversations with uh, your fellow neighbors, just trying to figure out uh, where they stand on issues and uh, to make sure that they can contact and be in touch with their elected official to make sure that their elected official um, is voting the way that uh, they would like them to. And uh, putting giving people real voice is, is our overall goal.
1: Well, thank you so much, Skyler, for calling in today. And I wish you the best of luck out there. And uh, don't give up. Keep fighting.
4: Thanks, Grant. Have a great day.
1: Okay, thanks. That was Skylar Zander from Americans for Prosperity. And uh, just appreciate Roger letting me be on the show today. And I talked earlier about, you know, trying to make a difference. Give it a thought, too, about running yourself for elected office. Um, You know, by the grace of God, I'm in office today. When I ran, there were three candidates. I spent the least, Uh, spent a third, and I got more votes. And that happened through just friends and and uh, family and people being out there and, and letting them know that, you know, I care about people. I want to make a difference. I'm not in here to, to uh, have a big ego. I'm here to make a difference. And we've been doing a lot of that at the clerk's office. Uh, we've uh, started new programs, uh, reaching out to, we've combined with the sheriff and his uh, reentry program where we're out talking with uh, people about to be released from jail. Let them know how you get on payment plans to Uh, ease the burden of these uh, enormous fines and get back on your feet and get your license back. Uh, We've uh, upgraded jury duty. We're uh, making more information available online, trying to do everything we can to um, provide the best service, protect tax dollars, um, return investments, uh, increase that. So I'm in here to make a difference. And, um, oh, we do have uh, Sharika. Okay, you are on the phone. We only have a couple minutes, Sharika. You were at and you saw the governor today. Tell us what yeah. happened.
3: Um, basically, I um, I'm dealing with a situation of I'm paying out of pocket tuition for my kids to go to private school. So I I'm trying to rely on step up for students, right? But they have a waiting list, and it's basically twelve hundred kids right now in the state of Florida. And it's a lot more that's on the waiting list, but just speaking for Orlando, Central Florida, it's 1,200 kids. And um, he announced that he's going to try to create a bill and pass a bill that it wouldn't be a waiting list.
1: And did you get to talk to the governor today?
3: Yes, I did. I, I actually did meet with him, and he told me he had already read about my story and everything and how he understands. Everything that I'm going through, and you know, he's he's willing to pass a bill, but you know, he can only create the bill, but it's up to the house to pass the bill. Have you
1: uh, uh, have you ever been involved in uh, an issue like this before? Here you are, you're a, you're a, a regular citizen. You write a my word column. Next thing, you're talking to the governor. Uh, have you is this new to you?
3: <laughs> I, I I really didn't think me writing that article, that my word article, it would get me this far in trying to just help my kids have a better education.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I I really didn't think so. I just looked at it as I'm just a regular 31-year-old single mom with three boys and drives a garbage truck for a living. That's what I looked at it as.
1: Well, this is a great lesson how one person can make a difference. Now, let me ask you, you were calling in the article for your Representative Bruce uh, Antone and uh, Senator uh, Bracey to... Get involved. Have you uh, heard from them or?
3: No, I haven't heard from them at okay. all.
1: Okay, well,
3: actually, the only person I heard from was the governor.
1: No kidding. Well, that is a. Uh, is this a message you you'd like to share with your other uh, like the listeners and your neighbors out there to that that you can make a difference by getting involved?
3: Yes, you can make a difference. I mean, that that you are, they are the future. So, if it's anything that positive that you can help the youth, please, please do all that you can do. I really didn't think that I would make it this far. I really didn't. Well, that. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful. And every day I get up, you know, with the, the weight of paying my kids tuition and the weight of knowing that, you know, I have bills and I'm really stretching the bills because I'm trying to make sure they're in school and they're in a great school getting a great education. You know, it was nothing but God carrying me. I prayed daily, waking up every morning. I prayed constantly throughout the day, just asking God to carry me. Well,
1: that's a great story. You know, we're at the end of our show today, and, and I'm going to try to have Roger have you back on in the future, but I thank you for calling in today and uh, being on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And um, we'll keep fighting for those uh, tax credit scholarships.
3: Thank you. You have a blessed
1: day. You as well. That's Folks, that's the power of somebody out there making a difference. You have that power. You know, it's difficult to run for office, and um, this was the issue I had with Maxwell. The issue isn't whether you have open or closed primaries. The issue is it's too tough to run for office. In Florida, if you're running for Congress, you know the filing fee would be about ten and a half thousand bucks, who can afford that? We need to get more people involved, get our voices heard, and you can make a difference with AFP, writing my word columns. Get involved in your local party structure, but you can make a difference. Folks, this is the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Appreciate you listening in today. And this is Grant Malloy, your Simmel County Clerk
0: and Comptroller.